Patrick Fendaro here with Franchise Finding Season 2. Together with my brother Jack, we're going to be going through some of the largest franchises as well as up-and-coming franchises to see if they're a good investment. We look at the franchise costs, the revenue, historical profits, failure rate, and other really important metrics to consider before investing in a franchise. So if you're looking to buy a franchise or think about a startup or an existing business, listen to our podcast as with little time, you'll be able to evaluate a franchise is the right entrepreneurial path for you. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Franchise Brokers Association, also known as FBA. They provide custom guidance for franchise buyers in the US. FBA has over 100 certified franchise specialists as part of their network currently working with 350 plus franchise brands. Click the link in the description section to learn how they can help you find the right franchise. Hey, you have Patrick Fendaro here, co-founder at Vetted Biz. Today, we're gonna talk about the dessert industry, including ice cream franchises. So this is a very popular franchise industry that many prospective franchisees will first investigate because they're quite familiar with the space, even from their childhood. You might've gone in Haagen-Dazs, a Baskin Robbins, or other frozen dessert, or even cookie franchises like Miss, Mrs. Fields Cookies. So there's a lot of emerging brands. And the one nice thing about this industry, with the product, you can adapt very fast to changing consumer conditions. This is very different than a fitness franchise, a gym that requires a $3 million capital investment in equipment. You can't adapt as fast to the different consumer uh, tastes when you have a very high build out. But with this type of business, overall in the dessert industry, you can adapt the product that you're selling pretty quickly. Obviously, it's 2022 now going into supply chain issues. It might be a little difficult to adapt as fast as pre-COVID. Um, so overall stats, the royalties are about 5% for frozen um, dessert franchises, this includes ice cream franchises, and the marketing fees right around 2%. This is an industry average encompassing about 100 frozen dessert franchises. The ice cream and frozen dessert sector alone is very big in the United States, $6.7 billion, and it's growing a little above 2% year over year. There's a lot of changes going on, increased customization, more dietary options. Thinking about a franchise, we're we understand pretty well, Cineholics, um, where it's vegan bakery, where in the past there wasn't as much demand and people are becoming much more health conscious, uh, focus on sustainability, ethical sourcing, uh, as well as convenience more than ever. So combining all those things can be quite tricky depending on the franchise system. And those that have adapted have really benefited from these changes in the industry. The first thing that comes to mind when people think about franchising dessert concepts are businesses like Great American Cookies, Cold Soul Creameries, even an emerging concept now that has hundreds of brands, Crumble Cookies. We did a video on them recently. And these are just some of the franchises in the space. Um, there's also some popular brands like Carvel, um, uh, Nestle's Toll House Cafe um, that are franchising and are pretty well-known uh, American brands or in Nestle's case, Swiss brand. Uh, one major trend though is this push to healthier. 
So that kind of might that might sound like an oxymoron where it's dessert. It's a ton of sugar. So there's a scale, probably desserts that have a lot of butter, lots of sugar, very processed would be on one end. And then you have a, a vegan, gluten-free, low sugar uh, dessert option on the other end. So it's definitely a spectrum and consumers are going to fall, fall somewhere in there. Uh, but don't kid ourselves. Generally, a, when you're going to buy a dessert, it is not the healthiest thing that you're consuming that day. Another big push is moving towards fresher ingredients and less ad additives. So there's a gelato franchise that is using organically sourced products, vegan uh, gelato, very big shift from where you look five, even just three years ago. And also frozen desserts need to be packaged in cooler temperatures in order to maintain freshness as there's a lot of takeout and delivery that the consumers have gotten used to throughout the pandemic. So I think of a, of a, of a franchise that does nitrogen ice cream, chilling, which is pretty well positioned to take advantage of this because you can just add more nitrogen and the product's gonna stay cold for a longer time compared to traditional ice cream. Um, what I don't like about this space is you're pretty reliant on the location so we recently did a video on Haagen-Dazs. There's a Haagen-Dazs right outside our office, and they're paying probably $10,000 for their location, if not more, on Lincoln Road, a very well-trafficked uh, pedestrian street. Now, as the owner, that's a big bill to stomach, and you might not know how it's going to perform until you open. It's very location-dependent. So you really need to make sure that the franchisor has your back and really understands the real estate market. And you're working with a top realtor in your area that understands commercial trends, traffic, and to negotiate the lease that you're getting the right deal. So also with any kind of retail business, food, fitness, it's generally going to take two years to find the location, secure the lease, get the permits, build it out, break even, and then hit stabilization. So stabilization, I define as that's the point where you can really start taking money out of. Break even, yeah, you might make $500, but you're not taking that money out to support your family. Stabilization would be more like four, five, six thousand dollars that you're able to take out every month uh, and really start benefiting from the investment you made. So for a frozen dessert business, it's gonna vary, but anywhere from one to three years or even more, to hit that stabilization point. There are some great dessert franchises, but I'd say that the majority are not worth your time evaluating. And there's some big brands like Baskin Robbins where for the initial investment amount, it would take you many more than five years to recoup that initial investment. So just be aware there are some nice opportunities in the frozen dessert and dessert as a whole industry but you got to do your due diligence and please talk to some franchisees before you make a decision. If you'd like me to review a specific frozen desserts franchise, email me at patrick at vettedbiz.com and we'd love to have our analysts review that franchise for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you found today's learnings helpful for your entrepreneurial endeavors, I encourage you to follow us on our Vetted Biz YouTube channel. Also, our podcast episodes are available on every major podcast network. This includes Spotify, Google, and Apple. For Apple Podcasts, you can actually leave us up to a five-star rating 
and also give comments to see what type of feedback you'd like to see for future episodes. If you prefer, email me at patrick at vettedbiz.com with any questions, feedback, or suggested topics for future podcast episodes. Thanks again for listening today.